Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Get attacked by an angry shark Stuck up a mountain in the dark Pushed up the top of a big landmark Hit by lightning in your local park Caught in a downpour of acid rain Struck by a meteor or a train A proton beam passing through your brain Attacked by that angry shark again Hear how they survive Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario Are we doing like a high welcome? I don't know That's probably going to be the intro now Neil's going to make that the intro Oh (laughs) I look horrible Why is podcast a visual medium? I mean... It's meant to be audio only. Hi. <laughs> Abby's in a great mood Hello. today. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I'm Her fine. positivity is uh, just overwhelming. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Don't be in the chipper one. And don't be in. I'm, I'm done. I'm changing my persona to tired. Okay. And not showered and didn't have time to put her makeup on. And this is you're listening to us post Edinburgh, where um, if I haven't mentioned already, uh, my voice is fucked. Apologies for U- that. Julia? <laughs> Julia. <laughs> Abby can't string a sentence Ooh. together. Uh, Julia's <laughs> ill still. Yeah. Oh, that rhymed. Um, so she will sneeze and cough throughout this episode. Jesus Christ, that is the biggest mug I've ever seen in my life. Julia has a mug the size of her <laughs> head. And that is not an exaggeration. That needs to be screenshotted head. and put on yeah. the Instagram immediately. That's too big. You're too small. I can't tell if that mug's sm- <laughs> big or you're just small. <laughs> um, it you know, is a big Thumbelina. mug. No, it is a big mug. Is that just like some kink for you? You're just like, oh, I'm so tiny. Oh, I just put my I put my sweaters over my wrist and I have my huge mug. I'm so no, I just is that, is that what that is? I just like large volumes of tea at any given time. And sure. you need a big mug for that. It's not a <laughs> that's that's a flower pot. That's not a mug. It is quite big. That's a plant it? pot. Yeah. Did you paint that yourself? I did. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Good. God, I'm real aggy today. You are okay. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We're back from Edinburgh. I've perked up a little bit, but we're doing this at the end, so we've warmed up. We're back in mm-hmm. it. We're back here. If you're new here, it's not always like this. No, it's never like this. This is not, this is abnormal. Let's just, let's start. Let's do it again. Let's start again. 
we recast me? Is that an option? I, I'm not going to suggest that because everybody would in an instant. Oh, stop it. Um, this is Worst Case Scenario, the podcast where we what, tell... What, this right other, now or, or the podcast this name? Worst Case Scenario <laughs> right now. This is my Worst Case Scenario. <laughs> um, yeah, we tell survival stories. If you're new here, hi, welcome. Um, follow us. Uh, but maybe listen to another episode first. You probably don't judge us on this. Follow please. based on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also find us on Instagram, TikTok at WCS Pod, uh, where we post all the pictures um, that go that go along with the episode. Mm-hmm. So I swear to God, if you post a visual of me right now, I, I'm gonna kick off. All right, I, I'm screenshotting left, right, and center, mate. I've got all sorts. It literally was ten minutes before the episode, and I was like, "Wait, are we doing vis- video?" And they was like, "Yeah," and Mm-hmm. And I said, kill me. <laughs> and no one responded. I think everyone was actually quite worried. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But I'm back. New housemates in. Oh, really? She's next door. She's, she's hearing all of this. Oh, wow. She what an intro. <laughs> yeah. No, do you want to know the worst intro? This was my intro to her. This was my intro. Okay. So <laughs> this is my story. This is my, this is my story. Um, I got a text in the group chat should I actually read it verbatim the house group chat yeah so I didn't see her work because like she so for context she's moved in while I was in Edinburgh mm-hmm. and then I moved back and the day I got back on Monday she was stuck in Sweden because of all the flight issues and so then she doesn't get back until late Wednesday oh no so I got back when did I get back anyway that's irrelevant she's back Wednesday mm-hmm. and I get a text saying hey just noticed a tampon on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> Guessing it missed the bin. Ha ha. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and I guess you can't, you can't deny because people are either on their period or they're not. <laughs> no one else is on their period. I'll be honest, I did not expect so this, this, is my introduction. this way. This is my introduction to this new girl. And she's, <laughs> I say, oh shit. <laughs> um, and then to make this worse, Julia, <laughs> I was on a date. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I had a boy around, we were watching a movie, and I had to just go, um, <laughs> I'd just be like, um, I, I just have to go do something. <laughs> and then I had to just, because she was like, I thought I'd let you know, just because also we have a guest. And so then I had to like run upstairs. And it was, it was just there. It was behind the bin. It clearly, I'd clearly overshot it. I'd overshot it. And it was just like a fully used, full, full blood on the floor. <laughs> I had not noticed it was behind the bin. Um, and then I had to put it back in. And then I had to go back down and just <laughs> be like, la da da. And they were like, what, what was that? I was like, no, no, had no. the date been to the toilet yet no oh thank god lucky escape lucky i don't escape. think actually now i'm overthinking it that would be my first question as soon as i got that text oh fuck. well they hadn't said anything the first person to say anything was i don't think i'm, I'm i haven't had permission to say her name on the podcast yet <laughs> <Just> uh-huh. <do> <laughs> <new>. <laughs> she, she remains anonymous we are protecting her identity um but yeah, that's 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 her first impression of me. Wow. I hope your date is listening to this episode. Because um, <laughs> if you didn't know it was there before. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he will be. He's obviously like now immediately obsessed with me. So he'll be listening to every single episode. Okay. Well, good. Welcome. <laughs> uh, well, well, that was nice of her to text you. 
Uh, I was like, I don't want to be that one in the house shirt. I didn't want this to be my you've role. Become, yeah, oh, what first meeting as well. That's really funny. Oh god. And the guy wasn't even that hot, so she's judging me for that too. <laughs> and Jay, that's a joke. I just saw a space for a joke, and I wanted to do it. I see. Um, this anyway. is exciting, though. That's an that's an exciting. Uh... What being on a date development in your life you know these don't go well for me i know i was gonna say well this i was sort of (laughs) being on a date means nothing i was half expecting the date story to be the disaster part oh oh my god i found out buddy's moving (gasps) no that's so sad (laughs) he's moving to the beach (laughs) is he retiring what's happening he might have died (laughs) I think I might be lying to me. Oh God! Is he going to a farm, a special farm no, in the sky? He's, uh, he's going. He's going to live his beach dog life, and uh, it's great for him, but it's terrible for me. So my life is wide open. I've come back from Edinburgh, a broken woman. <laughs> I have nothing, and I'm open to, to dates to dogs. <laughs> she is wide open. Great. Well, should we get on with it? Let's do Slash, it. We've already done it, but you guys. You you guys go ahead. You go on without us. Enjoy. You enjoy what we've done. We'll, we'll see you at the end. Uh, it's um it's a vibe. Okay. Okay. I feel like you're really going to appreciate the names in this story. Okay. Um, because it's about a, a newly married couple called Brandon and Brandy Wiley. No, I hate it. I hate that. <laughs> That's disgusting. Get your own name. Hasn't that got like Disney I film couldn't. written all over it? Brandon and Brandy. I guess that that's Disney in the way of like Disney Channel. That's not Disney movie. That's Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. That's like Brandy and Brandon, and and they live in a house together, and they got a dog, and they go out and they 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 solve crimes in the neighborhood and have a lemonade stand. You know? Yeah. You've essentially just told the story. Um, oh, it's how Brandon and Brandy survived the lemonade stand. <laughs> um, okay. I must stress, Brandon and Brandy are grown-ups. They are adults uh, in this are story. They, are they siblings or are they fucking? <laughs> <laughs> um, they are married, so, but it is, you so know, who knows? It's, yeah, you didn't answer my question. Yeah. Siblings <laughs> or fucking. <laughs> it actually didn't specify in the articles that I've read. Mm, so, question mark. We do oh, know for sure they are married. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's such a weird vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm like, there's drunk disgruntled man at the end of the bar this week you really have got that um i got some dissatisfied. stories for your kid life will let you down God. let me tell you this is gonna be a long episode <laughs> god if i'm relied on to bring the cheer then yeah, we're really fucked bring the cheer this week Come okay on. right i'm 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 warming up i'll i'll get there okay cool you just talk yeah okay right so Newlyweds, Brandon and Brandy Wiley, are on the trip of a lifetime. The two were high school sweethearts slash siblings. Siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Until Brandy moved away in seventh grade, but they reunited in college and married soon after. Brandon is the adventurous one, while Brandy is more cautious. I think Brandy I think would probably... of them are adventurous. They're dating the person <laughs> they dated at high school. Jesus Christ. Yeah, true. 
Um, so six months after their wedding, they decide to sell everything they own and set off traveling, which is, for me, mental. That's a mental decision to make. Sell everything mm. you own and go traveling. I wish I was that person. Many people do that, though. I know. Isn't that so- like Ben Fogle into the Wild program, where that's literally what they do, and then like as if he sold everything kids. he owns. What? No, he doesn't. He goes visits people who do. Oh, he goes, visits them, and they go like live out in like the middle of nowhere in like jungles or whatever, and they like take their kids, and then the kids are just like. I always feel bad for the kids. I mean, I, yeah, you, I don't know. You can't judge, but like, they don't have school. They don't have friends. They don't like. They're just like taken out into the yeah, wilderness the with their like parents, and it's just them on an island, basically. Oh god! And then they're just like self-sufficient and whatever. Like the wild thornberries. Do you remember the wild thornberries? Are you no. too young for the wild thornberries? Oh fucking hell! <laughs> um, the dad in the world. This is. Dude, not- this doesn't work if we're both the same vibe. <laughs> Okay, so they go. They get the first stop on their big epic adventure is they're stopping off in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. So it's ten a.m. Brandon and Brandy are at San Jose Airport in Costa Rica. They are about to board a small aeroplane or puddle jumper. Um, so they they board the small aeroplane to fly a hundred miles to a small town on the edge of the Corcovado National Park. It's a 30-minute journey, but Brandy is not keen. She's a nervous flyer, and this tiny plane that you can't stand up straight in isn't helping. Brandon suggests uh, they sit in the front row. Brandon, it seems like, is like an excitable puppy uh, on this trip, and Brandy is like a nervous wreck. So... He suggests, let's sit in the front row. And she's like, no, uh, at least the second row. We can at least sit in the second row. So they decide on the second row. Um, Regular puddle jumper, Michael Packard, boards the flight and sits across the aisle from Brandon and Brandy. He's used to making this trip and immediately just gets his book out. He's a pro. He knows what he's doing. The flight, just so you can imagine it, is two seats next to each other then an aisle, and then one seat. So Brandon and Brandy are in the two seats. There's an aisle. Michael's in the other seat. Okay. Brandy particularly hates takeoff, so she concentrates on her breath as the plane lifts up into the air. They fly over mountains covered in dense jungle. and So low-level flight is very dangerous, as you can imagine, when the visibility is poor. Um, And it started off fine, but clouds have now started to gather. Um. Michael is used to these flights getting quite bumpy, but he notices the pilots looking nervously through charts and maps, and he realizes they are looking for coordinates, which is not a uh, not going to fill you with confidence when the pilots are like freaking out at the front. Mm. Um, the clouds are thickening up, and visibility is now making it impossible for the pilots to tell that they're ve- they veered off course. They're heading straight for the mountain. The clouds disperse and treetops suddenly rush into view and everyone screams. It's pure panic in the puddle jumper. Um, Brandon recalls thinking, we're not flying anymore. We're going through these trees. Is is this even happening? Brandy says her stomach dropped and her mind went blank. The plane is ripped apart and the sound is deafening. Brandy's first thought was, you're not getting out of this. Which is all just fucking terrifying like it's this is a this is a horror film 
So they've gone from seeing like clouds, it getting a bit bumpy, to then all of a sudden all they can see is treetops and they're heading straight for it. But like, how quickly did this all happen? Very quickly. So they the takeoff was fine. What she was scared. Takeoff was okay. Yeah. Takeoff they, was fine. They hit turbulence. Yeah. yeah. Then how long did they know they were going to die for? I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think all of this is like this happens very very quickly. So they wow. go. So the clouds set in, and then the as soon as the clouds set in, the pilots can't see anything. So they're looking through for coordinates because they can't tell if they're still on course or not. Right, they so they realize, just drive into some clouds, fly. Well, the clouds set in. So like they oh. they were on course. Right. Clouds appear. Right. And then they don't know what course they're on. And then they just on. can't see where they're going. No. That's how clouds work. But is that how planes work? I thought they follow a little TV screen with a... Little, you know that you get when Pla- you're on the plane, you can check where the plane is. <laughs> I thought the, the pilots are just following the same one, right? <laughs> yeah, they just they just follow that dotted line. Yeah, a little sat nav. Yeah. Come on, plane doesn't have a sat nav. Well, this oh, is wait, a, this is the past. Um, this is the past, but it's not. Um, they're also flying. They're usually planes fly above the clouds. This yeah. is flying underneath the clouds, which is why it's more dangerous. Oh, it's a low flight flying though. Yeah, it's a Why yeah. Why would she meant to be doing that? I think it's because it maybe it's something to do with it being such a short flight, um, and they're only going a hundred miles, so maybe it's more economic to to fly below and more directly. I don't know. Ooh. So they crash. Crash happens. Brandon comes to first. Uh, he's freezing cold and he's completely drenched in jet fuel. He can't move <sighs> his legs and he looks over to Brandy, who's covered in blood. He shouts, Brandy, Brandy, can you hear me? As he shakes her violently until she wakes up. He tells her, we're covered in fuel and have to get away from the plane. Which again, fucking nightmare. Jesus Christ. Brandy pulls herself up and clambers out of the plane. So she, sa- she said she could see smoke trees knocked down and a mess of plane parts and wires she can also see the bodies of the two pilots who who are still sat in the cockpit um, other passengers have started to crawl out of the wreckage brandon is still trapped inside and now fuel is gushing out soaking the jungle around them suddenly the cockpit bursts into flames brandon realizes the reason he can't move his legs is because they're being pinned down by another passenger, Adolfo Strasberger, who sadly didn't survive the crash. When he hears Brandy call out that the plane is now on fire, Brandon <sighs> hurries his efforts and manages to crawl out and away from the plane. Injured passenger Alvaro Zuniga is sat up against a tree and barely able to move, having suffered extensive burns from the crash. He isn't far enough away from the plane, so Brandy and Brandon run t- back to help him move. A safe distance away, they can see the wreckage as a whole. The fuselage is upside down and the plane is almost entirely dismantled and bits strewn throughout the surrounding jungle. Had they sat in the front row, as Brandon had suggested, they definitely would have died. Like I always front... consider where I'm going to sit. Yeah. Is it apparently by the like wings is the safest? Why have I made that up? I swear, in like, like slap bang in the middle is like the mm. safest. I swear that's what I've heard. But yeah. then you can't choose your plane seat if you have a book of plane. So, like, you just mm. have to accept that unless you you're either in a good spot or not. Um, 
So yeah, that in these stories, that always blows my mind when it was like, there's always some kind of near miss, isn't there? Like, oh, we decided mm. last minute that instead of sitting on the front row, we'd sit on the second row. Or, you know, like, oh, we decided to go through this door instead of that door. And then thank God we did because otherwise we'd be dead. And that is why I'm an overthinker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'd because be there. Any going, decision the could row? kill you, could literally the kill row? you. <laughs> you are? Everyone you'd be there it. going you'd be stood yeah. up because you wouldn't be able to decide which seat to sit in i do though i i consider what what seat to sit on in, on the tube i overthink mm-hmm. that because i'm like but what if this and what if that and that and and you know i've done extensive research into the london bombings okay i have mm-hmm. i know which seats were better mm-hmm. so i overthink every decision ever in my life julia anything could be there do you think that does that help has that oh no i'm deeply miserable right okay (laughs) brandy is a trained nurse and jumps into action she works to assess everyone's injuries brandon has broken a a lot of people here meaning there's more well we're hearing a lot of survivor testimonies we're still on brandy and brandon yeah Yeah, yes there were other people in the plane so there's my Sorry? Book boy? Boy with book? Guy book with boy, book. yeah, Michael. 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 Michael, um, book boy. He's, we've heard from him. So there's multiple survivors is what I'm... Yes, there are. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Okay. Brandy's a nurse. She's checking everybody, seeing how she can help. Brandon has got broken bones around his eye and has a deep cut, or has deep cuts to his arms that are badly bleeding. Another survivor, Silke Freebold, a German passenger who was traveling with Adolfo. Um, so Adolfo was the guy who was pinning down Brandon's legs on the plane. So Silke is relatively unharmed, but she was conscious for the whole crash. So she saw everything and can remember everything. And she's clearly tra- traumatized by witnessing the death of her friend. Brandon does a quick head count and realizes that Michael is missing. M- Michael slash book boy. <laughs> Michael has woken up on his back looking up at the trees. He can't see the plane. He was thrown 200 feet, which, thanks for asking, is 60 meters or a 20 story building or two blue Whoa. whales. Yeah. That's that is pretty big. Far. Yeah. So he was thrown that far from the plane. With the help of a heavy dose of adrenaline, he manages to pull himself up. But despite having a having severed his Achilles tendon, which even saying that makes me feel sick, um, crushed he had so he had a severed Achilles tendon, crushed eye socket, four cracked ribs, a punctured lung, uh, and a partridge in a pear tree. I guess um, <laughs> <laughs> he's hobbling through the forest when he hears Brandon and Brandy calling out his name. He heads towards them. As soon as they spot him, they run over to help. Brandy assesses his wounds and is instantly concerned. The likelihood of him having internal bleeding is very high, and that could kill him within hours. Uh, So the clock is ticking for Michael. Um, Alvaro and Michael definitely don't have hours left. Brandon can hear the plane's radio crackling. He now faces the dilemma. Run towards the burning plane wreckage with fuel spilling out of it and fire threatening to turn the whole thing into a bomb at any moment or miss the opportunity to make contact with potential rescuers. What are you doing in that situation? Um. 
she's gonna consider both options for a long time <laughs> i feel like you'd overthink the situation for so long that the, the plane is doing up right in, now <laughs> the plane is going up in flames yeah <laughs> like my decision's irrelevant because i wouldn't make it in time so yeah true okay so so you're you're missing your opportunity wait so give me the contact. options again then come on let's do it so either he runs in whilst yeah. the the plane is spewing out fuel yeah. and flames and it could and go he's up. covered in fuel right and he's covered he's drenched yeah mm. um so either you risk that get to the radio try and make contact or mm. you don't and then you don't make contact and then you're potentially fucked oh okay no i'd pick the radio you're going for the radio i'm going for the radio otherwise what's the point okay fair. like it's worth it like i would die to get contact because if you don't get contact you then have to survive in a jungle now and i just really don't feel like it <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to have to survive I mean, in a jungle i've heard the stories i've heard of the you know is Ju- julia Ju- Ju- you know the walking through the river in the jungle Julie, for day. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't. And also then there's no even guarantee you survive that. You've just suffered for weeks and then you could just die anyway. It's worth the risk and having people know where you are. Okay. Yeah. Good, good choice. Good choice. Thank you. Thank you. I'm assuming they didn't do that. Um, He does the same as you. He decides <gasps> to go for it. There we go. So cautiously, he approaches the cockpit, navigating his way over the pilots to reach for the radio. He grabs it and desperately calls out, hello, hello, but quickly realizes the radio is dead. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's... Isn't that a real one. fucker? That's, well, it wasn't worth it, was it? No. Now, rain starts to set in, which is good for diluting the fuel and the threat of the jungle bursting into flames. That is good. And it does give them a chance to rehydrate. Also good. But... Well, there's... Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Like in the snow. Tongue out. Yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah, they're just standing there, heads back, tongues open, rehydrating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bit of ASMR for, for I people. think I should go into ASMR do you think so is that nice cut my nails yeah that, yeah that's quite nice I just don't like wet mouth noises which I realise given my how snotty I am right now I'm probably making a lot of those but that's what I don't like about the whispering of AM, ASMR what's wrong with the whispering Julia <laughs> do you not like that it's really creepy when you do it <laughs> No, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Please stop. Um, <laughs> it's the threat of the hover, just hovering on the mic. Yeah, I don't like it. Let me tell you a story <laughs> of survival. I think I'm good at this. Oh my god, you can't go from you cannot go from whispering to that. That's not fair. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have two settings. I don't do in between. Oh god. Right, so it's raining. It's relentless rain. Um, <laughs> they start. <laughs> Sorry, relentless. Sound effects. <laughs> yeah, that's better. That's better. Um, they start to move the injured passengers. Alvaro, who is severely burnt, and every movement is agony. And Michael, who almost certainly is internally bleeding. They move oh, them no. into the wreckage in an attempt to avoid them developing hypothermia. 
because if they're out in the rain, this, they've gone this, back into the wreckage. They've gone. Back so the fire's in. out. The fire's out. The rain's put the fire out. Um, and yeah, it's the only place where they can sort of keep warm or at least sheltered. Um, this leaves no room for Brandon, Brandy and Silka who are huddled outside the wreckage. Brandy said she felt a deep depression sat in the rain, not knowing what to do. Which just must be so grim. So horrible. There's nothing worse than being wet. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe a plane crash is worse. Just yeah, true. Being wet. They're just being cold and outside and wet and you can't get dry. Ugh, no, not for me. Okay. Silka suddenly jumps to her feet. She hears the sound of helicopter blades whirring overhead. Brandon and Brandy jump up and start waving their arms and shouting, over here. The jungle is so dense and the plane's rescue beacon isn't working, so the helicopter has no idea it's flying right over the crash. The survivors all cheer with relief because they're saved. <gasps> no. But the helicopter no. flies right past and relief turns to despair. Oh, my God. They realise they have little chance of being found and the light is starting to dim. Brandon takes charge and decides they have to find some shelter to try and keep warm. Him and Selka head out away from the wreckage while Brandy stays to look after the others. Soon, Silka spots her suitcase that's open and her stuff is littering the jungle floor. She's just been to Bali where she picked up lots of sarongs to sell in her shop back home. Brag. They gather them all up thinking they will be handy for bandages and warmth. Oh, yeah. Mm. And also, how chic. Bali. Uh, after filling up the bags, they decide... She tried to... to be a yoga teacher as well, just while she's there. She's like, <laughs> She's ticking all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> after filling up the bags, they decide to head back. They look around, but the jungle looks the same in every direction. They can't tell which way they came from. Brandon said, It was amazing to me that we might have walked not even 50 yards and the plane itself was entirely gone. They are completely mm -hmm. lost and start to panic. Okay, Brandon desperately calls out for Brandy over and over again until finally Brandy returns his call. They follow her voice and make it back to the wreckage. Had they wandered any further out of earshot of Brandy, they could have easily been lost for good. Brandon said, It was extremely scary to see how fast the jungle can swallow up an entire plane, five people, all of the wreckage. Michael... Back to Michael, book boy. Mm -hmm. He is now struggling to breathe. His broken ribs are grinding against each other and Fucking one of his hell. lungs has collapsed. Yeah. Ooh. He's in an incredible amount of pain. Him and Alvaro are still propped up inside the wreckage. Alvaro can see his spirits are low, so he tries to comfort him saying, it's okay, we'll be rescued tomorrow. Michael recounts how he was amazed by him trying to console me, even through his own pain. Mm. You've got to keep morale high, right? Yeah. What else can you do? Brandy is very concerned that Michael isn't going to make it through the night, and it's becoming very clear any potential rescue efforts will be on hold until the morning. They have no way of drying off, and now the sun has set, the temperature plummets. Um... So they huddle together to keep warm, clutching their sarongs for warmth. With no light, there's a new fear to consider. Brandy said, I can remember smelling blood, having blood all over us. I knew the smell of blood 
was going to attract something. Brandon added, the smell of blood is so distinct and you could smell it above everything. Like, obviously, big animals are a a huge threat in the jungle. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they can smell something dying... Pretty sure everything is a threat in the jungle. I don't think there's anything you could come across and you'd be like, oh, squirrel. (laughs) It's harmless. Yeah. You know? No squirrels in the jungle. And if there were, they'd be poisonous. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Okay. They're frightened, listening out for any sound. Brandy sees something disturb the leaves nearby. They realize there's something moving around them. They can't see it, but it sounds big enough to be completely terrifying. When they hear it get closer, they scream out at it and it moves away. But it comes back. They scream mm-hmm. again. And then it comes back again. Hey, bear. Hey, bear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, very, very hey, boy. Bear. <laughs> hey, um, bear. What's that I song? Think- Where you going? <coughs> hey, bear. What you do? Oh, it's New Girl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've just replaced girl with bear. And that's quality content. I like it. Mm. <laughs> Who's that bear? <laughs> Who's that bear? It's Jess. Maybe uh, we should put that in the survival toolkit. The new girl theme song. Yeah. But it's new bear. Updated. <laughs> I want to see a sitcom, new bear, where a bear moves into a flat of men <laughs> and kills them all. <laughs> Just rips them apart in the first night. <laughs> Bear's just swimming through a big breakup. Good, good <laughs> Has a hot, hot bear friend. Crazy, crazy fun ensues. Schmidt's like, you're making a mess. <laughs> Schmidt would die first. Of my insides. Schmidt, yeah. Schmidt 100% dies first. So yeah, new bear. Uh, is available if anyone wants to get in touch. Um, yeah. I'll I'll start working on the pilot episode. <laughs> the but don't steal it because I know I know confer. New Girl. You know it has history of being stolen. So um, New Bear, n- not at all related. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so back to these terrified people in the jungle, very scared of uh, yeah, potential sorry. death. New bears. <laughs> New bears. Um, so they're rather than the like, hey bear, they're more <laughs> yeah. going they're for like, like ah! yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Brandon calls out to Alvaro and Michael, both covered in blood and unable to move. They scream again, and the sound goes away. No one can fully relax at any point during the night. Brandon is aware that Michael is at risk of losing consciousness. So throughout the night, everyone takes it in turns to call out to him and wake him up. They wouldn't let me sleep. Michael, are you there? Michael, Michael. I knew it was right, but I, was, I wasn't wanting to listen. Just leave me alone and just let me sleep. It's so funny when um, I saw an interview with him and he was like, yeah, it was really nice of them. I get it. I know what they were trying to do, but I really <laughs> just needed to sleep. <laughs> Which, to be fair, that would really piss me off too. So all night yeah. is like, Julia, 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 you awake? Yes. Let me bleed to death in this plane on my own. Um, All right, Michael Michael makes it through the night, but his breathing is shallow now and he's surviving on very little oxygen. They've been missing for 18 hours. Brandy described it. It's a paralyzing feeling of what to do next. They'd given up any hope of being rescued and decided if they're going to survive, it's going to be down to them. Brandy suggests making their way down the mountain to find a river. So Brandy is thinking, let's find a river. We've got to go downhill. They have no other option. Michael isn't going to last the day. He's scared that if Brandy and Brandy, Brandy and Brandon leave them, they won't be able to find their way back. He said, don't leave us. Which must be so hard. Like, that's your only lifeline, and then they're gonna leave. Oh, it just must be so terrifying. Brandon, Brandy, and Silka leave the wreckage in search of help. Michael said, I remember when they left, I had this lonely, empty feeling. I was incapable of looking after myself, and I knew Alvaro was incapable of taking care of himself. The three face an incredibly challenging trek down the mountain. They were battling through thick jungle. They were falling and getting cut by thorns that were two inches thick. They suffer through an hour before they realize they can't go any further. Brandy said, it's a pretty devastating feeling when you know you've made the wrong decision and there's nothing you can do about it. They're completely stuck. They can't continue forward and they have no idea how to get back. Brandon said, I knew we were in dire straits. This is going to end up how it ends up. 22 hours after the crash, the three survivors realize they are completely helpless and have now given up all hope of survival. Back at the crash site, Michael's blood pressure has dropped so low that he's at imminent risk of cardiac arrest. Just as he is coming to terms with the fact that he will die in the jungle, he hears voices calling out. He sees a man appear out of the jungle. He spots Mike, the guy spots Michael and Alvaro and calls out to the others, over here, you're safe now. 
So these people are Red Cross volunteers who've been combing the jungle for the last 24 hours searching for the crash site. Michael and Alvaro are safe, but what about the other three? So the other three are huddled together when a local farmer, who has also volunteered with the search, machetes his way through the trees and stumbles upon Brandon, Brandy and Silka. So massive stroke of luck. Because also this is mm. a an absolutely enormous like stretch of jungle. So the fact that they were stumbled upon is so incredibly lucky. Brandon described the feeling of being rescued as complete elation. And Brandy added, it's the most incredible feeling I've ever had. Just pure joy. So there's really good footage. Um, I'll try, I'll get some some pictures of it for the, for the Instagram. They're At being, WCS pod. Um, where they're being carried like to the hospital. And you can see just how like broken they all are. Um, but everybody makes a full recovery. Um, and Brandon and Brandy are still happily married uh, and now have two kids. What, called like ha- happily ever Alex after. and Alexandra or like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Connor and Connie? Yeah, so happy what, endings all round. What are their kids called? I want to know. Oh, I don't know. How creepy oh, would that be? Oh, and all the, also their kids' names. I don't know. They both. <laughs> Some people make their kids more public than others. I ain't here to judge. Oh, well, these guys did not release the names of their kids. But I'd like to, I'm choosing to believe it's Alex I, and Alex. No, I like Connor and Connie, actually. I think that's oh, okay. Brandy and Connor. Brandon, Connor and Connie. Okay, fine. Chad and Chadder, maybe. Mm, sure. <laughs> Barry and Burrell. Uh... Burrell. Burrell. Yeah, any of, pick any of the ones above. Uh, they work. Um, so what are we putting in the survival toolkit for Brandon and Brandy? Oh, shit, yeah. Did they ever use the sarongs? They did use the sarongs, yeah. The sarongs definitely well, that's a pretty provided good one. some warmth. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a pretty lucky situation. Big up the Red Cross. Okay, um, I feel like he'll edit that out, but Neil just came in to say, remember you said the radio and possibly the New Girl theme song. And it felt like an aggression um, because <laughs> clearly <laughs> the new girl theme tune would not have helped. Thank you for reminding me. You singing the new girl theme tune is clearly making it to the final cut of the episode. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, no, let's. Be, those are ridiculous. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Actually, but then the radio now. didn't work, so it can't be the radio. No, the radio didn't work. But them And the New York um, theme tune only works in bear country. It <laughs> obviously wasn't a bear. I was being stupid. <laughs> so, survival toolkit. Them yeah. screaming at the animal threat. What I want to know what the animal was. It's yeah, well, don't I mean know. they don't know. So What if it no? <laughs> I think the, I think I'm gonna be like, what if it was a rescue? And then he was like, oh, if you're gonna be like that, <laughs> rude. <laughs> the rescuer is just stalking them at night, not saying yeah. anything. Yeah. Hey, it's as scared of you as you are of it. No, it's probably like a jaguar or something, right? Mm-hmm. Are they yeah. in the jungle? It's probably so- yeah, something that could like tear them apart. Ugh. Oh. I think actually sarong is a good shout I, because I think it sarong, has a I mean, lot of uses. 
also if we do future use it it can be a tourniquet it can be a sling mm. it can be sling yeah i said sling uh blanket yeah hide the bits you're insecure about in a bikini there you that's go. the original use maybe yeah. not <laughs> yeah i think i think it's so wrong yeah i'm uh, i'm happy to back sarong is that sarong or so right <laughs> that's the so right answer um <laughs> cool <laughs> so right then yes keep going let's uh, go on try try and do one back uh, are we counting that one? <laughs> what? It's all right then. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Okay. So let's move on. Please. Let's. Have you got some listener stories for me? Yeah. Hey, Julie and Abby. Hate the podcast, but wanted to share my story. <laughs> I've chosen this simply love for that, that intro because I love it. <laughs> I enjoy the banter. Thank you, Vicky. Um, just kidding. I absolutely love it. Me and my eight-month-old listen to it each week while having breakfast together. Aww. Um, hopefully, he will gain the skills to survive a worst-case scenario. Yeah. Start them young. You. Start them young. Stay inside. It's like, yeah, no, we're not just listening to horrible things with the baby. We're teaching him. Mm. Okay. I am originally from New Zealand, now live in the UK, and had quite a sheltered upbringing. Desperate to see the world, I booked onto a Contiki bus trip around Europe. I hope I said that right. Um, I lasted three weeks with absolutely no issues. On the last day of the trip in Paris, my friend and I were wandering around a park near the Arc de Triomphe. Did I say it right, Julia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank Good you. Um, suddenly, we got surrounded by a group of teenagers. Nightmare. The worst. Nightmare. All trying to get us to sign their clipboards and we're being pushed around. It was so chaotic, loud and a bit scary. Then they all at once turned and ran away. My friend and I were confused, but okay, until I realised I didn't have my phone. <sighs> I'd been pickpocketed. My friend yelled, go get them. And being the naive traveller I was, I did. <laughs> what? I started running after the group shouting, give me back my phone. I think Fair they were play. so shocked that I was causing such a scene. One of them turned around and threw my phone back at me. <laughs> what? This is mad. We're hearing so many stories where you're just like, fucking, uh, just like challenge a thief. Just be like, yeah. go on then. Like the whole, yeah, when yeah, he was yeah. like, give me your money. No. And they were just like, okay. Wasn't <laughs> give the, me my that... phone back. Okay. I didn't <laughs> know. You just had to ask. I didn't know this was an option. I I feel like we shouldn't tell people. <laughs> That's how you no, should okay, deal yeah, with it. No, don't, don't challenge a thief. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, don't take any advice from me at all ever in your life. I think that should just like, come on. Yeah, that should um, be a given. And if you do, that is your fault. <laughs> I love that they, they are thieves that have come with props. Like, what's oh, yeah. the point? The it's, a whole, it's, a whole, it's a whole sting. Well, they're clearly trying to, like, distract. This yeah. is a whole fucking Oliver Twist. You got to pick a pocket or two. There's too much of my singing in this episode. But, you know, this is mm. this is the whole... That's what they do in that little song. They, do, they show all the little ruses. You flirt mm. with the lady while the other one goes from behind. Not in that way. They're just, you know. Mm. Um... I think, yeah, so they were so shocked, they threw my phone at me. I realise now that that was quite stupid and there is a reason the police in Paris 
carry guns. Oh, okay. Um, Take however, that is my story about how I chased down a pickpocketer and survived. I mean, let's say child, but okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, both what of they the, are, Vicky. Both of the stories you chasing children. <laughs> you're referring to where people where they've they've got their stuff back. They have both been with children. Yeah, okay. So they've maybe both been robbed by children. The thief is under twelve. Yeah, ask for it back. Give, give it a go. It, give it a go. <laughs> but other than that, if the thief, but then the other one, the kid had a gun, man, a gun. Oh shit! Doesn't matter how big they are, they can shoot you. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm not asking for anything back in this situation. I'm running as fast as I can, as far away as possible. I do like my phone though. Mm. Do you think, think are I'd you are you cry. shouting after them? I'd shout after them, yeah. I'd be like, please, that's my life. <laughs> you don't understand. I work so hard. That's everything. That's all I have. I'd, I'd yeah. try and like guilt them. They'd be like, fucking hell, this. Girl's I think they would okay. be quite alarmed. Just like, yeah. oh, just take your phone. Oh my god, please don't come near me. Like, do you yeah. know? I'd I'd freak them out. You know, take your th- phone. They'd be like, we don't we don't therapy. want your phone. Weird. Yeah. That's, that's what I'd go for. Right, okay. I think it's um, working. So, can't wait for the next pod, Vicky. Thanks, Thanks Vicky. Vicky. Um, hate you too. Love, that was love. a great <laughs> intro. I really enjoyed that. Because it's from it's from the episode where everyone's being like, love the pod. I was like, imagine mm. if they were like, hate the pod. <laughs> I think Keep I now just want everyone to say hate the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I express love, is I'm just mm. horrible to people. So it's nice when people do it back. Okay. From now on, yeah. From now really on. reluctantly listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but here's my story but to I help am you guys out. Enough to want my story on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take any promotion I get. Let's see who can be the most lovingly horrid. <laughs> yeah, that I'd actually really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hi guys. Hi. Um. I love the podcast and just wanted to send this in. I'm sorry it's pretty long, but I think you'll want to read it. Oh, confident. Okay, here we go. Uh, This story is completely true. Well, now you've said that, I I don't believe you. (laughs) Shouldn't they all be true? Yeah. That's like in comedy when guys are like, this genuinely happened. You're like, well, then it didn't. Mm. Um, And also that means that everything you've previously said to this point didn't happen, but okay. Yeah. Looking forward to future apps. My partner and I have our own podcast, The Ghost Gig, mixing music and the paranormal. If anyone wants to check that out, shameful self promo there. Soz. See, I don't believe you're sorry either. I just don't, I don't believe a word you say, Alice, actually. You gotta hustle, Alice. We, we started I... off badly. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Please enjoy the story below, Alice. Yeah, better be good. Better be good. Okay. It's a bloody miracle that my life didn't end in 2014. <laughs> That's in capitals. What a start. Wow. This girl's confident. Okay. No, I I think I might start doing this, just plugging our podcast on other people's podcasts, like writing in, writing into the. uh, You do have to have a good story every time, though. Because if this story isn't good, Alice is getting cut. Okay. (laughs) Just know, Alice, you can end up on the cutting room floor, okay? I didn't plug out the kindness of my own heart. It's a a give take relationship. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. In my early 20s, I went to India for three months. Towards the end, I got to take a trip to the Himalayan mountains. My mum had come to join me for the last week of the trip, and it was her dream to go there. So we did. The place was amazing. We were staying in some little huts nestled into the side of the mountain. 
We were told even though leopards and tigers were common in that area, we were perfectly safe. There was a wire fence around where we were staying, which was apparently completely big cat proof. I did, however, see the owner's dog confidently jumping over the fence later, which was slightly alarming. <laughs> I, don't I wonder how big was the dog? Just a little terrier, just <laughs> sausage dog, just <laughs> dashing like the dog Woo! was the exact same size as a big cat. Yeah, I'm going to say all dogs are smaller than big cats. Mm. So, oh, I'm excited. Cats. Okay. After a nice dinner and a lot of wine, we all went to bed in our separate huts. It's useful to mention here that the huts had no electricity whatsoever. I fell asleep, but was awoken soon after by a noise coming from the other side of the room. I sat up in the dark, still pretty tipsy from dinner. The noise sounded like flapping. Maybe a bird? Or a bat? I tried to ignore it, but the sound got under my skin. What if I sh... (laughs) (laughs) I nearly said, what if I? And that would have been bad for the sentence. What if it shat on my head? (laughs) I was like, why Why is this coming to it? (laughs) What if it shat on my head? Got tangled in my hair. Eventually, I got up, deciding with my wine-fueled brain that it would be a great idea to walk to my mum's cabin and bunk up with her in order to escape whatever was in my room. So I set off, in the dark, on the edge of a mountain, clutching a solar-powered lamp that admitted about as much light as a dying torch. I should also mention that I am horrendously short-sighted and rely heavily on contact lenses. But that night, I decided I wouldn't bother putting them in. Why on earth, I thought this. I don't know, but in the words of Lizzo, oh, cancelled. Blame it on the juice. <laughs> um, as soon as I was a few steps in, I knew I'd made a grave error. I turned to go back to the hut, but all I could see was darkness, save a few centimetres of light in front of me from the lamp. Not only could I not see, my sense of direction, which is shit at the best of times, completely evaporated. I was horribly aware that I was on the edge of a mountain and one wrong move could have me toppling to my death. What the fuck? So, she didn't mention she was on the She didn't mention that, did she? This. No, there was no I'm, like, oh. I, I'm worried about the big cats. I didn't know I need to also worry about being You're on, on the, the edge cliff. of a cliff. Yeah. So I shuffled along as though I was trying to do the world's shittest moonwalk. She's just, she's just shouting out all the cancelled artists. <laughs> <laughs> Um, got Jim to fix it as well. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, we're not putting Lizzo in the same <laughs> in the same category. Alleged still hasn't. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Lizzo could still come back from it. The others, no. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> but good joke. <laughs> okay, um, my eyes fixed on the tiny bit of the ground I could see, then. I came into contact with a door. I nearly whooped with relief. I stumbled across the kitchen, living room, slash living room, building. What? I stumbled across the kitchen, slash living room, building. A living room building? But you just said room. You can't have a room building. Okay. Where we'd all had dinner. I grabbed the handle, thinking I'd just crash out on the sofa. I pulled the handle, then again and again, sweat pricked on my forehead, It was clear the door was locked, but still I kept tugging at the handle. 
By now, panic had started to swell in my chest. So sorry, I just need to say... Okay, so she didn't stumble across the room. <laughs> this is making sense. She stumbled across as in, oh, here's the door for the building where we have dinner. Yeah. I'll sleep on the sofa. She pulled the handle. It's locked. But she keeps tugging. She's now panicking. It was then that I heard a noise nearby me. Something was moving through the undergrowth. Something very big. My heart was hammering and I'm pretty sure I'd now sweated out every single drop of wine I'd consumed the night before. (laughs) Shaking, I raised my lamp towards the noise. Yes, it was dark and yes, my vision is bad, but I know what I saw. It was as though I was suddenly given 20-20 vision just for that one horrible moment. Two large sandy paws were standing on the ground in front of me. It was in the moment that I came to understand the term frozen in fear. I think for a split second, even my breath stopped in my lungs. My body ceased to work and the lamp dropped from my fingers. There was more noise. Suddenly, my body snapped back into action and I made a wild grab for the lamp. I snatched it up just as my legs gave way and I stumbled sideways. Then the ground fell away from under my feet. I was falling. This is it. Jesus Christ. What? <coughs> what is else could go wrong here? I think so. What the fuck? So the, the animal's on the move. The animal's kind of walked past her, I think. It's gone to another noise. She's grabbed her lamp. She's gone to run. The floor's disappeared. This is it, I thought. I was going to die at 23 because I hadn't put my contact lenses in. Only the fall wasn't very far. I landed softly in what felt like thick grass. I scrambled to my feet, hardly believing that I wasn't hurt. I held up the lamp and saw another door in front of me. There were tears in my eyes as I started to laugh. I'd fallen right in front of my mum's hut. Okay, but let's not like start giggling. The the lion or whatever is still about. Yeah. The next morning, my mum believed my story, but she was the only one. The owner of the area told me there was no way I'd seen a big cat. It must have been one of the dogs. Had I been so drunk and disorientated that I'd mistaken skinny little dog legs for cat paws? I mean, not impossible, but it seemed unlikely. It did strike me too that the paws were sandy, not striped or spotted, so maybe I was mistaken after all. Right, so is it only tigers and leopards around there? Fast forward months later and I'm at a zoo in the UK. For old time's sake, I went to find the big cats. There were the lions, the leopards, the tigers. As I looked at them, my heart quickened. Turns out, the stripes on the tiger's legs stop just before their ankles. And their paws are simply a nice, clear, sandy colour. I am available for interviews at the world's luckiest... um, as the world's luckiest woman, if anyone is interested, all the best, Alice. Wow, Alice. Yeah, all right, fair enough, Alice. That was a pretty good one. That was. I'll make it. I'll yeah. make it in. No, <laughs> go listen. Listen to Alice's podcast and put your gla- Just put your glasses on, guys. Mm. There's, there's fashionable yeah. glasses these days. You don't need to be without glasses. You don't. People look hot in glasses. I like glasses. Do you? I bet you've got twenty twenty vision, haven't you? Yeah. Though I was once given glasses, um, because you know when like Geek Chic was real in, yeah, 
And uh, I thought it was a really good look. So I wanted glasses anyway. And mm. then in class, I sometimes would like put my friend's glasses on to be like, do I look good? Do I look, guys, do I look good in these? What do I look like? Mm. Um, and then I was like, oh, I think that kind of actually improves my view of the board. So we went to Specsavers. Yeah, I've named and shamed them. So they're not going to sponsor the pod now. <laughs> I went to an unnamed glasses brand mm-hmm. and uh, they did an eye test and they were like, yeah, you need glasses. Mm-hmm. Um bought glasses whatever um and then it came to get like some new ones like a year later and I did the eye test again to like see if it had gotten worse and they were like you've never needed glasses your eyesight is perfect thank you um and so I just got scammed into buying glasses they were just like yeah yeah you need them I thought you were scamming them no 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 I didn't scam them I said like maybe I went in being like, I think maybe like it did improve my, I was genuinely like, oh, maybe that did improve my view. Maybe I do need glasses. Mm. And they were like, here's an easy one. Here's an easy sell. And they were like, yeah, 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 for sure. She's for in the sure, market sure, for sure, some sure. glasses. And then the glasses I got was so ugly as well. Cause like my parents are like, well, like we're not getting you expensive glasses. Mm. Cause you're <laughs> so lying and really you don't need them. them. <laughs> yeah. But then I did wear them once for like a GCSE um, spoken exam to make me look smarter. Did that work? couple of extra points for the glasses i think so i think i looked real small yeah. but i never needed them and that was a waste of money i bought oh. like two pairs oh, <laughs> well i didn't my parents did sorry <laughs> sorry dad he listens he's a big fan oh my god should we did you enjoy his briefcase photo i really enjoyed his briefcase photo i didn't like the sentiment but i did enjoy the actual well, picture i should i read it what his sentiment was mm. so dad's a big fan of the podcast possibly the biggest <laughs> Shout out to Paul. Um, it's got a lot riding on it now. We're like his favorite podcast, so we can't stop it because. Oh, that's it. nice. He says he's gone off his other podcast, but he likes ours. Um, so he sent a picture. He's found a briefcase in our house, and he said, "This is a briefcase, and nothing else qualifies. No satchels, no shoulder bags, no laptop soft carriers. I'm with you. No one carries these anymore." <laughs> and then he proceeds to model the briefcase. Mm-hmm um stationary side on uh in motion with a bit of a walk Mm. and we will put those on at wcs pod he looks like a character in tintin (laughs) because that's really all he wanted didn't he he's just like i want to get on the instagram i want to get on that grid he's like i need to come up with some content i want to get on the grid yeah i like that he's finding his way he's going to be a third member of the the pod before we know it he's welcome he's yeah at least he'll go on mike neil Um, so that that enough? Yeah. Did we want another? <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a lovely little wrap up. Mm. Well, um, hey. so wrong farewell. <laughs> Here she is. That was good. <laughs> Thank that you. Was, that was very good. Well Thanks. done. Thanks so much. Um, How long have you been sitting on that for? <laughs> that just came to me. Just, oh, did I was it? Like, yeah. Hey, she also does improv. Um, follow us at WCS Pod online. Give us a review if you've liked it. Thanks for listening. So, what's the other thing? I suppose there's another Hope. thing. No? Hope you survive. Hope week. you survive another week. That's yeah. nice. All right. 
Bye. Bye. Get attacked by an angry shark. Stuck up a mountain in the dark. Pushed up the top of a big landmark. Hit by lightning in your local park. Caught in a downpour of acid rain. Struck by a meteor or a train. A proton beam passing through your brain. Attacked by that angry shark again. Hear how they survive. Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario